All right, the divisions have been decided. Champions are about to be crowned and legends born like Taylor Heineke. But what about you? What's in it for you? I know. It's your time to win in the NFL playoffs. You've waited and watched all year. Maybe your team had a good season. Maybe your team had a bad season. How about you have a winning season in January? My bookie, the industry's leading online sports book and casino, and it's not hard to understand why. Thousands of lines to bet on your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college basketball, check, check, check. MMA, soccer, check, check. They've got all the latest odds, period. Take advantage of MyBookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, basket, touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Just use promo code ZABE when you make your first deposit. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. Whether you're at home or on the go, your laptop or on the phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid on the games you knew were going to end up the way they did. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, what does mob mayhem look like when it comes to Wall Street? It looks like the GameStop saga. And personally, cuckoo, I love it. The van is out again today. I corral a listener who's both a rabid Skins fan, casino floor manager, and one of the first COVID survivors in the D.C. area. And boy, does he have a story to tell. All that plus China is really trolling us now. Your 45-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, man. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Thursday, January 28, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Well, this GameStop story is something else, isn't it, kids? I know very little about how the stock market works. I know just enough to be dangerous, but I have a curious mind, and I think I have a decent ability to synthesize and regurgitate essentially what this is about. And believe me, as much as I think the stock market is fucked up, full of shit, full of crooks, totally rigged for the big boys, that's where my retirement is. It's not in Bitcoin, it's not in gold, it's not in real estate. Those are all good things to diversify with, but like many Americans, I'm in the pool with everybody else, with all the sharks and with all the turds in that pool as well. But I have always wondered, what value is it really for guys to be making 10, 20 million a year as managers of funds that just shove a big pile of money into this column and then take another pile of that money and pull it over here. Oh, but it's for market liquidity, Zabe. It allows companies to borrow and lend and meet their financial needs. Needs. Oh, right. The GameStop saga is laying bare some of the absolute bullshit of the market the way it is. To the point where... Somebody pointed out today that, you know, the big boys are crying market manipulation by the subreddit Wall Street Bets that forced the game stock or game stop stock game stonk, as Portnoy would say, stonks, uh, 
they're saying, oh, it's market manipulation, you know. I'm sorry. The big boys actually lobbied to get trading halted on a number of stocks. They were acting suspiciously because the little guys banding together on Reddit to go, hey, let's buy this, this, and this, and drive the price up and fuck the short sellers. They're, uh, they banded together to get trading stopped on those particular stocks until they can figure out what to do. If that's not market manipulation, then what is right? So yeah, I get it. Basically, if you don't know the GameStop story, it goes like this. GameStop, if you've ever been into one, you've been depressed like I am going, wow, this place is really starting to lose its luster. It's 2021. The new PS5 has an option with no physical media. You download all the games only. Who's going to come in here and buy these things? I go to GameStop only to sell back the games that are sometimes still in the cellophane. I've never opened, but I said, oh, I want to get the new Madden. I'm going to play it. And I get $5.60 off a $49 game. Uh, The stores are usually messy. They're usually manned by some dude uh, who weighs 280 pounds with a big scruffy beard and a bunch of poorly placed tattoos behind the counter. And you're like, "This, this company has no future. So the stock was trading at like five bucks as recently as three or four months ago or something like that. And then someone said, hey, I looked this up. The, the, the big boys, the institutional investors have shorted GameStop, not just significantly, but beyond 100% of their shares, which again, I don't understand quite what that means, but it seems crazy they could do that. So they had, they were betting the don't pass line on GameStop to the moon and back. And so these group of guys on Wall Street, or on, on Reddit said, well, let's start buying GameStop. And they started psh, 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 pumping up the price of the stock. A little bit at first, a little bit more after that. And then this week, to the fucking moon, where the $5 stock value that was GameStop months ago went up to 50 100 152, like 300 plus dollars. And so the short sellers, including this one hedge fund, got their heads lopped off because of their extreme position on the stock. Boo who, right? Of course, we'll see what rules are now put in place to prevent this from happening again. But I think it's great. I'm all for it. The little guys struck back. Now, if you bought GameStop at 50, 100, 150, 200, 250, or God forbid, 300, you're probably going to get your ass handed to you when this thing comes careening down the mountain on the other side. Because anyone with a brain knows that GameStop is not worth $300 a share, maybe 10 to 15 a share with this new management they say they have in place. But otherwise, no, there's not enough business in brick-and-mortar retail with video games on discs, on physical media, which is going away, and a couple of McFarland action figures of sports figures, of sports stars being sold off the shelf. By the way, that's where I used to go to get my McFarlands, back when I collected McFarlands, when I'd put them on uh, the shelf in my office at work, when I had an office at a radio station that was functioning like a radio station, the good old days of 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and then it started getting squirrely around 2016. Do they still make the McFarland action figures? They're really cool. If you love sports and you love detailed things, they're really, really cool. Very detailed. But I haven't seen them at GameStop in a long time. All right, some feedback on, <clears throat> excuse me, on Carol. This one from Phil Colo Catronis. Carol Confidential, Zabe. That's it. That's the name. By the way, I liked her before, but I love her now because one, I also cannot stand Tom Brady. And two, I was never much of a Kobe fan and I was on quote unquote team Shaq. Your weekly segment with her is going great, by the way. Let her swear as much as she fucking wants to. This ain't the 50s. Keep up the good work. Phil in Columbia, Maryland. Thank you. Uh, This one from Jay Goodle. He didn't put his name at the bottom. I'm just reading off the email 
address. Uh, more Smoot. This guy's a beauty. More, more, more. By the way, I listened to you back in the early 2000s. Still enjoy listening to you on the game. Got a lot of yard work and house clean done, cleaning done to your shows over the years. P.S. I now live in India, and I know you mentioned coming to the 500. You need to do it. It's truly the best event ever. I'm 30-plus years of attendance. It's my favorite day of the year. Ron Thomas seems to have a love for it that so many of us have. Yes, I've already said, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. There's nothing stopping me. It's happening. This one uh, from Greg Coleman. Maloney Weekly Podcast Names. Abe, I love hearing the two of you each week almost as much as you and Jay. But Smoot put it over the top this week. My suggestions for a name is either No Baloney with Carol Maloney or The Stakeouts. Aha! See what I did there? Kind of like that. Keep up the great work. I finally became a paying customer instead of a freeloader, as you say. I've listened to you since your Fox days on the radio. I really do miss Scott and Solly, but this is definitely the next best thing. Thanks again, Greg Coleman. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. Then this one from Eric Juiced. Carol episode. Five stars, two thumbs up. Well, you can't get much better than that. All right, I've been waiting to get these two guys together for a long time. They are the two most fanatic, over-the-top, absolutely hell-bent for Redskin Glory fans I know. One is my boy, one account Rhodes. You've heard from him before. But the other one is, I'm going to call him the felt father to keep him semi-anonymous because he does work at a local <clears throat> casino in the D.C. area. And I met him at a remote, and he started showing me his Redskin memorabilia, and I said, holy shit, I got to get you on the podcast. So I've lured both guys into the free hugs and candy van for another episode this week on the road of the Zabecast. It's good to have my two big, maniacal Redskin fans. Can I say Redskin fan? Look at this. We're all wearing Redskin gear. Represent. Redskin, Redskin, Redskin. The only Redskin thing you don't have is you got the G4 hat. I need a better lid. I need to up my lid game. Okay. So Even though this go. lid is solid, but. You can't buy a WFL. I just need a W. Now, okay. So I met the felt father here at a remote not far from where he works. And we'll just say that the Felt Father works at a local gaming establishment okay. in the DMV. How about that? There we go. Yeah. And uh, and you showed me some insane memorabilia of which you have brought an incredible piece right here. Look at this thing. Wow. Signed by Sonny Jurgensen. S- Sammy Ball. Sammy Ball. Billy Kilmer. Billy Kilmer. And then the Super Bowl. Joe Theismann, Mark Rippon, and Doug Williams. Rhodesy? Yeah. Hold I, that bad boy. He might not get it back. <laughs> <laughs> He's bigger than me, though. That 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 is as good as it gets as in terms of Redskins memorabilia. How did you get Sammy Baugh's autograph? How old was he when he autographed it? Old enough not to know he played in Washington. Oh God! So, um, what year was it? Um, it was. I'm going to say eight or ten years ago, probably. Um, some guys out in Laurel uh, used to drive out to his ranch two times a year with a truckload of memorabilia, and that's how he would make his living. Really, but a the last truckload time, of memorabilia yep. to his ranch in Texas. Yeah, that's right? how yeah. Sammy Ball would make his living. You know, okay. so and you pay per autograph per inscription. What did you pay for that autograph? Uh, I think it was fifty dollars for the autograph, okay. and then twenty nice. more for the Hall of Fame, nice. and he was, three thousand dollars in gas. Shaky, <laughs> yeah, you could see how shaky he was towards the end there. Oh, yeah, they asked him, or he asked the guys where they were from, and they said we're from Washington D.C. And his comment was, "Oh yeah, I think I played ball there in college once." Oh Jesus! You know? oh, he God. was just kind of kind Still, of though, at the end, but you've got, amazing. You've got every important quarterback that ever played for the team. Yeah. Although Sonny never won a Super Bowl, Johnny. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but my peenie just went whoop. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> this is awesome. And of course, Kilmer. So, you know, Kilmer and Sonny never won a Super Bowl. Sammy played before it existed, obviously. The others won a Super Bowl. How did you how did you decide these are the relevant quarterbacks to have on the mother of all Redskin helmets? They're just the ones that kind of mattered to me. 
You know, yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of other stuff, a lot of other quarterback stuff too, but obviously the three winning Super Bowls. And yeah. then from there, where else can you go besides those three? Well, I mean, if you want to fire back to that question, you can say technically Sonny and Billy took us to set Super Bowl seven. That's true. And, and I like got there. I like their got story. There. Right. I like Sonny and Billy's story. Like well, of course. Everybody They're the OGs the, yeah. of Redskin quarterbacks back in the day. I so. remember a, a thing about Billy Comer saying that um, he asked Sonny one time, where can I go get a beer after practice? And Sonny said, follow me. And he said, I've been following him ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. So here we are, just three Redskin fanatics in a van. And I want to know how you guys are coping with the loss of our name and logo these six months later, give or take. Yeah. Johnny? I hate it. I mean. Does it sting less now? Are you learning to accept? Are you in the acceptance stage? Or still denial or anger or bargaining? What part of the Kubler-Ross? I've accepted it. I'll always be pissed. Right. And I'll be even more pissed if we move forward without a new name. Oh, yeah. What if they keep this stupid-ass yeah. football I'll be, team? I'll be really fired up because right. I've told you before, even if some of the names sound corny to some folks, I'm looking at our youth. And go out to where I live right now, and you go into any sporting goods store, and it's Ravens and Steelers stuff. We haven't had Washington gear up there for five-plus years. Yeah, It's not just since they took the name from us. Of course, technically, you live in a Pittsburgh suburb. You're so far out there. I'm a little closer <laughs> to D.C. than I am Pittsburgh. I uh, Not much. I'm, I'm probably a good hour and a half to two yeah. hours. But, but So you say if they become the Red Tails or the Red Wolves, it mm-hmm. may sound cheesy at first, but in the end, we need a name the kids yeah. can get their own. Embra- make make okay. it. Some of the marketing ideas I've heard for some of the new names have been creative, and I can see that catching on okay either way about we've you? lost our name you how about know? you're right it's it's gone it's never coming back felt father how are you with all this memorabilia I'm, with the loss of the name six months later i'm still not good with it okay um, and i'm also kind of preparing myself for more disappointment it's oh. like we're, we're just in in limbo right now like right. like you say i i can't stand this washington football team yeah um I'm still pissed about the logo and the name and everything, but exactly. as far as my memorabilia, I don't care about that. Honestly, I think I may have told you before. Um, the last current player that I had with that had memorabilia was uh, Lavar Arrington, and then when he, you know, took off to the really to the Giants, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to have any more stuff until they, you know, until they're good for, again, for lack of a better word, until they earn it on the yeah. wall. Like I'm, you know, and it's I haven't had a reason to put anybody down there. In I was trying 10 to years, think, is years. there anybody since? I have two things that I've gotten in the last 15 years, and it was a, and they were both gifts. But it was a Kerrigan picture, mm-hmm. it's an autograph picture, and it's him catching the football. It says first game, first interception, first touchdown. Right. And then I have a um, Portis jersey. I'm uh, thinking about old, I, I wouldn't mind. Clinton. Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting. Um, I might get something from Cooley. But yeah. Other than that, it's. It's. I know it's tough. All right. So that said, <clears throat> we had a season this year. We yeah. had some excitement. Yeah. So there's something to build on. Now the the winds are swirling around Matthew Stafford. Yeah. That is the essential question. I said today on Twitter, I said, a first and a second, as long as they're not in the same year, you can click, print, ship Stafford here. I'm in. You, Johnny? If that second is not this year, I would be okay with it with two caveats. Okay. Number one, I don't want to extend him. He's got two years left on his contract. I don't want to be in bed with him any longer. Wow. If at, if mid-season year two he's doing well, then then we can talk. Okay. And number two, I want to draft someone still. Ooh. <laughs> he ain't going to like either one of those. He <laughs> well, and his agent are like, A, more money, and B, stop putting guys behind me. Well, if we've, father, given up, if, if we've given up our first, we're not drafting someone that can start in front of him yet anyway. Well, so, okay, fine. So you uh, want to... Draft somebody later. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you say for Stafford? I I agree. One and two is good. Not in the same year. Okay. Um, but I definitely wouldn't want to give him any more money until he proves something here too. What about a one, a three, and a player? Who's the player? How about a How about Ionitis? That's the one, one spot we could probably give somebody. We have excess linemen, I right. believe personally. Even though they're going to get out of the Kerrigan business, 
Ioannidis is good, but he was hurt this year. They got too many guys, and then you know we need linebackers. We need DBs. Yeah, we could use Ioannidis to get somebody on there. Okay, you know. is Stafford the guy though, or should we be going after somebody else? I don't. I prefer someone else. All right, talk to me. That scares me. I, I want. I want to <laughs> draft someone, but um, you want to draft the Mormon Manziel. You're in love with Zach Wilson. I am. Um, won't, I can, won't be there at 19. It, no, I'm not expecting that. Here, let me explain though, Lucy. If everybody, all every, all the fan base and the media are so eager to just deal our, how, you like what I did there? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> deal our draft picks like they're just candy. Candy. Then let's do it in the draft. If if they feel like, hey man, that kid Wilson is a rock star. So you'd rather trade next year's one to move up to get Zach Wilson? Trade this year's. Well, yeah. S- swap them. Give up a two if you have to, and next year's one. And here's why. So wait, a two and a one to move from 19 up to, say, five to get Zach Wilson? No, he won't be there at five. <laughs> oh, he's got to go to Miami. A guarantee By the way, he's you. got a big board in his house. Okay. He thinks he's Mel Kuyper Jr. I've only <laughs> done like 94,000 mocks so far. <laughs> um, he won't be there at five. <laughs> it's not even February yet. Yeah, um, yeah no, I think the Miami is the cutoff. You go Miami or higher. You give up whatever you feel so you, you need to. So you give up a one and a two just to move. Yeah. <laughs> Here's why. What they, if Zach Wilson sucks? He could. Here's <laughs> why, though. This is the big difference. And now I'll, I'll even use I'll even use Deshaun Watson as the comparable. Okay. okay. $50 million rookie contract. Right. That's a big difference. And that's the NFL model today. Yeah. Up-and-coming teams, Cleveland, Cincy, Miami, um, but here's the trick. Here's the problem. You end up having to pay those rookies sooner than you want to, and then you regret it. Wentz, Goff, and others. So you're going to get a bit of a honeymoon on paying your star quarterback, but it, that honeymoon's over quick. The Eagles paid Wentz. It was like it was like Forrest Gump sitting in the room with Jenny in the dorm room, and it all happened a little too quick. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to do that, and they're regretting it now. And then they just made matters worse by drafting another quarterback while he was on that big deal. Okay. So look, So you man. would like to go for a, a draft pick quarterback? Yeah, other okay. than Trey Lance. Oh, you don't like Trey Lance. Okay. Project. Feldfather, what do you think about the prospects in this year's draft? I, I like the draft better than what we might do going elsewhere. There's so okay. many, like Carson Wentz's and everything else, and all those projects scare me. Yeah. We've okay. got such a great track record with uh, <laughs> you know, bringing other people in. Of course, and draft hasn't them. worked out well yeah. either. I know. It's like, yeah, the rookie contract will yeah. save us for his, you know, MVP rookie season. And then. Yep. Is Deshaun Watson gettable? Mm. Too much for my blood. Okay. Yeah, he'll ask for a lot. Yeah. And then it's the contract on top of that. Well, he's already got the contract. Right, but. How many years? Oh, you're saying you'd have to absorb it. Yeah. yeah. Of course, they haven't traded a quarterback with this big a number in a long time. Right. That's the thing. See, if if we went that route, Zabe, I would rather look for the next Ryan Tannehill that's hungry mm-hmm. and looking for his next shot like mm-hmm. a Sam Darnold, like a Marcus Mariota, like a Jameis Winston. I'd rather take a shot at that. And we we went to the playoffs this year with not none of the quarterbacks were as good as any of the guys I just mentioned. Right. You um, happy with the front office? Now the new structure? Anything's better than we had, so it's <laughs> it's hard to say you're not happy with it right now. Right. And, you do you know. remember the clown shows that of course we all do as Redskin fans, the yeah. clown shows. It used to be literally Danny and Vinny mm-hmm. and their airplane. Yeah. That was what ran the team. Let's go get him. Yep. Yeah. That was it. It was, and, and Spurrier was out golfing and yeah. didn't give two shits about personnel. Danny and a stooge Vinny and an airplane full of money to go buy players. What a shock it didn't work out. Yeah. It's crazy. My buddy was flying that plane. Who? I can't say. You can't say? <laughs> Member at Maryland National. Oh, that guy. Yeah. He flew uh, Redskin 1, huh? Yep. Wow. Many, many times. <laughs> did he fly it out to Denver that time to go get Shanahan? Still one of the best he columns sure ever written by Mike Wise, who, you know, I've got issues with him, but it was a great column that described Danny drinking into the night after a bad loss <laughs> at, at FedEx and then saying at 3 a.m., let's go get let's the plane, get let's go visit Shanahan, let's convince him 
to come and coach the team. Where's the nearest steakhouse? To the airport. Meet us there. Get him. <laughs> to the get airport. Him. To the yeah. bat game. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the decision making. So now they've got actual personnel people in between Snyder and his impulses. And Ron, is that enough? All right. So full disclosure, I feel like the front office has been a bit over the top pandering, if you know what I mean. But I also feel they filled it with competent people who apparently have small egos that are not afraid to work or collaborate together. So I believe that this is a good formula. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. All right. All I've right. heard I've heard shaky uh, history on Mayhew's drafts past round one, but I've yep. also heard good things about his free agency moves and and All trades right. and things like that. So he's he's a competent football person. All right. Anything else on the Wolfskins? Anything else on the playoffs? <laughs> and then we'll pivot into some other stuff. The NFL playoffs? Yes. Been watching them lately. Well, I. I just can't believe that Tom Brady finally got to a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Where are you guys on the Brady front? Do you hate him? Do you like him? Are you neutral? Um, I've gone back and forth over the years. At this point, it's like you just kind of want to watch him and see how much he can accomplish. Because right. he keeps saying, you know, oh, he can't keep doing this. And then he goes there he is. and does it. Bet against him. Yep. You'll end up on the wrong side. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how the Chiefs aren't going to kill the Buccaneers. I know. But then... But then like you're betting you against Brady. That's yep. a bad thing to do. Johnny, where are you at on Brady? Yeah, you said it. I'm not putting my money against him. Um, I'm surprised the line is only three, to be honest. That's I, what's weird. Yeah, I pick, I predicted as soon as the games were over on Sunday, I thought six, six and a half. Six, six yeah. and a half, yeah. I agree. I was thinking five or six. So it's a little, uh, <laughs> but I'm not messing with it. Um, <laughs> gut tells me Casey to cover and the under. Uh, okay. but But I... I don't like, like you said, I would not bet against Tom Brady. They've what's got a lot of weapons. What's the over-under? Mid-50s, 56 40, or something? Something like no, that. No, 50-something. Yeah. Might yeah. Be 58. All right. The divisions have been decided. Champions are about to be crowned and legends born like Taylor Heineke. But what about you? What's in it for you? I know. It's your time to win in the NFL playoffs. You've waited and watched all year. Maybe your team had a good season. Maybe your team had a bad season. How about you have a winning season in January? My bookie, the industry's leading online sports book and casino, and it's not hard to understand why. Thousands of lines to bet on your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college basketball, check, check, check. MMA, soccer, check, check. They've got all the latest odds, period. Take advantage of MyBookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, basket, touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Just use promo code ZABE when you make your first deposit. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. Whether you're at home or on the go, your laptop or on the phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid on the games you knew were going to end up the way they did. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, you, as your uh, day job, Mr. Feltfather, get to see athletes and 
casinos and gambling and you get to see the interaction and without naming any names i bet you've observed some things in the past i've always been amazed at how athletes who already have all this money still willingly go into casinos and happily lose lots more money on games of chance why is it what is it with athletes i guess it's they feel like they can beat the game they do um they're after the rush too I mean, I've seen guys that have $100 million contracts sweating $50 bets. Really? And I've seen guys making big minimums <laughs> not sweating $5,000 bets, you know? <laughs> That's crazy. So it's just kind of all about the person. Yeah. You know? um, like, you know, the casinos, at least in this region, were shut down. Most Actually, all over the country for COVID. And sure. You saw a lot of these athletes kind of getting in trouble for being at the underground poker games and the different things like that. The the uh, private yeah. casinos, like right. in the in the Sopranos, that yeah. you know like, certain guys are running. It's like wait hey, I got that casino down on you know Bavacqua Street. Mm-hmm. Wait a I minute, mean, do you know are... of any of these underground um, no. casinos? <laughs> and do they have five dollar minimum tables? <laughs> exactly. You're not getting five dollars anywhere, <laughs> Johnny. You you Johnny and I have made it a winter tradition to go out to the one in West Virginia, yeah, to uh, Hollywood in Charleston. And uh, we haven't done that this year, in part because I guess I guess they're open. I guess you have to wear masks. I think so. Yes. Look, Do you want to go anyway? I mean, the masks help with the smoke. reeking smoke <laughs> smell. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm a scrappy son of a bitch at the, at the blackjack table. Yeah, says you. So, I go. mean... <laughs> But but that's being said, it's me leaving having not lost anything is my view of <laughs> your scrappy. Oh, started at the, with at the $5 blackjack yeah, tables, yeah. you're well, pretty scrappy. Yeah, I get a little more, <laughs> you know. Um, but, um, you know, to your point, though, if I was a gazillionaire, I would go. And I'd, what would you bet? I'd bet. Appropriate for your gazillions? I mean, enough to make you a little bit uncomfortable. It's a good yeah, question. Enough I, to get that tingle. What's the know? most? What's the most you've ever had in a blackjack hand? Uh, on, uh, what is at stake? Yeah, like a hundred bucks, maybe. I no. think I might have had a hundred once when I split aces three ways. No, I was with you. You weren't sitting with me. Okay, but we were in Vegas, and I had eleven hundred dollars on what? one hand. What? Slightly before the limo picked us up to, to go take to Wolf us to Wolf Creek. Creek. <laughs> I had so been, it was eleven hundred that you pushed onto the circle. Yes, and only because why I had because we had to leave. No, I had stuff over here that I already knew I'd won, and I took a shot. <laughs> Turns out that what, I what was the hand? You probably know it by heart. Well, I I know I split and I I I split the hand and I won one, lost one, and I just walked out. So, so, I, I so when you won. split it, were you at twenty two hundred then? No. Okay, so you were it, at the total was a ele- yeah. A total, total was eleven hundred, and I walked out unscathed on that. Um, Did you go? Okay, don't do that again. I guess I was no. sipping on tequila you can look at all him and night see long. He didn't do that. He's like, oh, I made it out of there. That was pretty fun. <laughs> Next time <laughs> we're know? gonna get it again. <laughs> Is there any tips for blackjack? Being a guy that's around it, felt father. Um, Other than I'll there's been what, a million books written, yeah, I'll card what, counting strategies, for, all that stuff. This goes for all casino games. If you can stay away from the side bets, you're good. You know, I like, like the blackjack that. has the in between bet or yeah. the, you know, all these different things or, you know, craps. You're at the craps table. You have your pass line, your don't pass, your odds. Stay away from the center of the table. What about know? insurance? Sucks. Okay. Never use it. You know, but I now, don't either. Now, if you. Things like that, things like insurance. Yeah. If you make the decision never to take insurance, you never have to worry about it. You'll always be ahead, you know, because the odds are against you if you take right. insurance. So if you're going to guess out of here and there, like, I don't like any kind of guessing game because I'll always guess wrong. You know, like, I always yeah. want to have a theory. But um, all those games, like Blackjack, for instance, the house has less than a 1% advantage. Vegas was built on less than a 1%. Yeah. That's if you play perfect basic strategy. Now, when you start playing the side bets, but you're whoa, up whoa, to three whoa. and five percent. Let's, and all let's that. hold that thought, felt father. Okay. I've noticed in Vegas, they're adding more and more tables that have mandatory side games. Yeah, you have to oh. put a dollar in the circle that plays the you know so so goofy whatever you get this spin the wheel bonus round bullshine. Could they're, you negotiate that with the pit boss? Say, look, we got six guys. We want a table. <laughs> no. Well, we've done that before. Really? Other casinos. And how to go? No, they let us. They did? Yeah. Okay. I think most places are like, no, these are the rules. We're well, not they, negotiating. This was a table that wasn't open yet, so oh, okay. we were six guys. We, yeah. We, okay. But, but um, that's that's horse honky right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't we don't have mandatory side bets on some things, but um, sure. Majority. 
But there's limited number of clean tables mm -hmm. with good rules for the player. I know this. The rules in blackjack have changed so much over the years. Well, little, the biggest one is things. biggest one is three to two versus six, six to, five. to five on blackjack. So that's a Town huge. Did, that. did they really? That's why we haven't been going. So there's no more three for twos. Nope. Where's that? Charlestown. Charlestown. There it is. You just got to find them. Okay, but here's there the you thing. you go. You got <laughs> to find the table. Well, see, my dad subscribes to Stanford Wong's Blackjack newsletter. Okay. And they literally have, every month, a grid of every casino in all the major cities, Reno, Las Vegas, Atlantic City, and I guess a lot more now, Oh yeah, that has reports on Bellagio has 12 tables of these rules, huh. six tables of these rules, and they keep track of all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but the tide is going against the smart player because all these little rule tweaks keep yeah. leaning against you. And it's the lower the table limit, the more tweaks there's going to be. Right. You know, okay. if you're at a five or a ten dollar table, <clears throat> they're going to pay six to five. Yeah. Going to hit soft seventeens. Mm -hmm. All those things, like okay, like blackjack, three to two blackjack, it's about a half percent advantage for the house. You pay. You go from three to two to six to five. Now you're like a one point eight percent advantage to the house. You know, I mean, every little thing, it triples and doubles the advantage I'll, for the house. I'll tell you what, Felt Father, it's never felt like 1.8%. Well, you got, it's never felt <laughs> like 92.2 was in my, my right? side. <laughs> that's, well, that's like I said, that's playing basic strategy. Yeah. Playing not, not being perfect like, basic yep. and not drunk. Yeah. And not saying, oh, oh we got to go see a we got to go see a show, so I'm going to push whatever I've won yeah. over the course of the last We're hour. We're going to go catch the limo, so I'm going to put my money aside here. And <laughs> I'm only going to bet five fifty. Yeah. put it up. It's like, uh oh, now I have to double. You know? Oh, <laughs> God, exactly. And yet, blackjack remains the most popular casino game, right? Mm -hmm. It is. Um, I'll tell you what's very popular in this region is baccarat as well. Really? And it's it's becoming more and more popular. So slow. Yeah. It is slow, but it's a simple game. You don't as a player you make no decision except for to where you slide your money to. Well, and I think that's part of why blackjack is popular. Yeah, I like to make you my feel in control. like you're playing. That's why I don't like a slot machine. I mean, what am I just holding the thing or, and pulling an arm? Or craps. You don't play craps. I'm trying to get you into it. Well, craps are fun. I I took a long time in my gambling career yeah. to finally get warmed up to the dice. Well, I was about to bring that up every casino i've ever been in that looks like the most fun spot in the casino it and is. when it's rolling when it's rolling and it it's, when it's me. cold it ain't fun yes yeah, i the don't most know fun it on both sides of the table too it's there's always action so people get very intimidated by craps i'm very intimidated by it, it but you have to kind of if the right person teaches you, yeah, you'll get it quick because craps is no, about you won't. fifteen games in one. I'm so not as long real as you smart don't man. try to take in the whole game at once, you learn one thing, and then once you figure you that can out, learn, then you kind of go on and on. You can learn the basics, but believe me, I thought I, I was like, okay, I get craps now, and then I sat next to a guy who started making plays I've never heard of. He's tossing chips to the dealers, buy me this, buy me that, double it up, give me odds behind that. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's and, doing shit you shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, just like I was telling you, you know, I mean, now there's there's the pass line that don't pass. Right. But I'll tell you, there's odds. You place your odds behind it. The odds on the craps table is the only bet in a casino that the casino has no advantage on. Yes, so exactly. So the odds are the odds. Yes. So that's okay. why. That's the best odds. One, yeah. Right. That's and then the some of the places they'll have, you know, 50x odds or whatever mm -hmm. the X's is. Yeah, you go out to Vegas, yeah. you can get 100 times All right, we're going to go soon, and then we'll, we'll fall. Well, you mean to Charlestown? Yeah. Let's go to Charlestown soon just to just to finger the felt, yep. and we'll maybe go to the felt father's place, although Gotta it's not wings. closer. I know. I'll, and I'll go with. I'll go to. Uh, you'll you'll I'll go, go see the opposition. You yeah. Okay. <laughs> you go see what the other <laughs> places are doing. Know, I might know a person or two out there. <laughs> okay. okay. Good. 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 All right. So felt father has a story about COVID that is remarkable, and I'm so happy that you're here sitting in the van, and I know you're happy that you're here sitting in the van. You were one of the first people in the DMV to get it, um, and it knocked you right to death's door, basically. Yes, it did. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I, – I sure felt like I was at death's door. I wasn't on a ventilator, but um, I was the second person in my county. Right. Um, the first person to be treated in my county. And um, prior to catching it, I was – I had had some, some surgery, and I was at home. I wasn't going anywhere. Right. I had gone to the doctor, and then my wife and I had stopped and bought a car. And we had already kind of researched it all online. 
And then uh, this is in March. Yep, I was yeah. Getting, yeah, March twentieth. So okay. it was early enough to really scare the hell out of me because mm-hmm. you didn't know what was going on. Nobody you know? did. Yeah. And um, I had I had been on crutches um off my feet for six weeks, so I had just gotten a cast off. And the first morning, I'm like, man, I am gonna walk down on my crutches and get the mail. I'm I'm up and I come back up and I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, my God, am I out of shape? You know, I'm just sitting there going, I, I guess I've just been laying around for so long. So that was the start of it. That was the You're start. You're like, well, I can't breathe. Yep. Okay. And that was on Wednesday. <clears throat> Wednesday night, I, got, I went to the bathroom and back and I'm like, man, I, I'm out of breath. Just walked across the room. So I told my wife, if, if this is still like this in the morning, maybe I better call a doctor. I didn't have any other side of nothing. No fever, no cough, nothing. Right. And um, woke up in the morning, and I was out of breath just laying in bed. So Oof. I'm like, this isn't right. So I called my doctor, and they said, why don't you go down to the hospital and get checked out? And uh, I went down to the hospital, drove myself down, wouldn't let my wife go. And uh, I couldn't even get from my car to the hospital on crutches. I was so out of breath. They came and got me in a wheelchair. They admitted me and uh, ran some tests and said I had pneumonia from laying around. And then uh, about 10 hours later, they called me and said it was COVID. Now, I went downhill so fast in two or three days. Every 12 hours, I was probably twice as bad. To the my worst night, I'm laying there in a fetal position in the hospital, just trying to take a deep enough breath to breathe but not to cough. Because if I started coughing, that was it, you know. So wow. when they called you, you had gone home. No, no. They called me in my room. Okay, you know, so you were laid and, up um, I had, with pneumonia. I had some IVs for the pneumonia, yeah. antibiotics and all, and they called and diagnosed me. And then the nurses called and said, as soon as we get the proper gear, we'll be in. But we don't have everything right <laughs> otherwise, now. Otherwise, so hang you need in there, us, and then yeah. they left you. Right. They said, if you need us, we'll come in, but otherwise we'll be in. And I was in that room by myself for six and a half hours. Oof. The alarm's going off because the IV bags were done. But calling my wife, telling her, you know, then we don't know what's going on. We don't know what to expect, you know. But the worst night in the hospital, this is how bad it gets. And I called my wife and told her where I had some money hidden in the house, you know. No <laughs> you way. It's like, you just don't know, you know. I was going downhill so quick. And then I woke up that next morning and I was the same as I was the night before, which was a drastic improvement, you know. And I'm like, wow. You're like, you're like oh, thank God. Worse. You're yeah. like, thank God I'm not worse. Okay. Right. Question for you. Yes. Yeah. This was March. Mm-hmm. Had they had you laying on your stomach? No, they didn't tell me to lay... Any which way. I was just laying on my side. I'd lay on my back. I'd start coughing. Because around yeah. that time, mm-hmm. I, I lost a friend. Yeah. Who, from the Mickey Steele, right? From the right? Mickey Steele tournament. Um, rest his soul. Um, and um, similar, exact. I know your friend. Jerry Manley? Yeah. I know yeah. the name. Uh, just from being around that time. I, yeah. Was, but. Um, it was so scary. But, you know, <clears throat> if if. You know, and I I know Jerry's wife too, and I feel so bad for her because at the time they were treating it, he was on his stomach and with the ventilator, and mm. they revisited that treatment later on. We learned the ventilators are not good. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you if you don't have to be on it, it's not good. Yeah, so they overventilated too many people too quick, yeah. but they didn't know. So I had over on the one night they gave me just the oxygen up right. the nose, and the doctor came in, in the morning. And she flipped out. She's like, who gave you the oxygen? I was at the overnight nurse did. And she's taken off of me and she says, listen, I'm not going to mince my words. This is a virus that has no cure. Your body has to figure out how to beat this. So if the minute that we introduce something that helps it, then your body just stops fighting. Really? So she says, I'm going to tell you this. If you go on a ventilator, there's an 80% chance you will die. Wow. So that's what we're doing everything to avoid. You wow. know what hospital was this? Um, Calvert. Calvert Memorial. Well, do you think that doctor was on point? Was I she do. right? I do. So, yeah. and good, then good for her. You know, I made the turn there. Mm-hmm. By that evening, they sent me home. I had plateaued and just started a little bit, and they told me there's a chance that it could you could get a little better and then a lot worse. So make sure you stay on top of it. But I got better just as quickly as I got bad. So within five days, right. I was almost back. You but know? you described in your email to me how hard it was just to walk into your house. Yeah. And to get up to your like bed. Like I said, I I went from calling my wife and telling her where I have money to 30 hours later they're sending me home maybe. Right. So, and now she knows where your damn money is. Yeah. <laughs> we, we worked on that. Okay. So, yeah. he, he didn't tell her where all the money <laughs> no, was. I mean, I he told her where some sure. of the money was. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now have you had sex since then? <laughs> so, funny, funny story about that. I came yeah. home and I, you know, I'm 
I had to quarantine. Fourteen weeks, I come out of quarantine. Fourteen like, weeks or fourteen days, come yeah. out of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I look at my wife. I'm like, "How you doing?" She says, "You ain't poking me with that Corona stick." <laughs> so, I like her. Yeah, she's good. I like her. Well, it's uh, it's a great that it ended well for you. Obviously, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it has ended poorly for a lot of people, and you know, people listen to my podcast, and you listen to it. Uh, you know, felt father, and you know my stance on this. And some people just default to, well, I can't believe you're saying that you're not taking the virus seriously. Oh, I know how serious it can be. And in mm-hmm. fact, your email to me was sobering, and it came right as the time that Jerry Manley, who I knew a little bit from mm-hmm. the Mickey Steele, had passed away. And there was another person I knew from uh, another radio sort of group of people that had died. And I'm like, damn. I understand it's serious, but it's also kind of a bit like a lottery in a way because I just had it and it was nothing more than just a low grade cold that was kind of annoying. And I lost my smell for two days. My Mm. wife had it and she didn't even lose her smell. And it was just a little bit of a cough, no fever. And everybody is different. Mm -hmm. And I would sit here today and say, I haven't, and I might be wrong. You might've had it. I might've had it. Right. Yeah, my um, wife. My wife tested for the antibodies, and she tested positive that she had had it at some point. You would assume, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. because with you in the house mm-hmm. and you yeah, with the I COVID mean, stick, eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, were, stick. we were. She was definitely exposed to it. But so, I, I'm with you. I'm like, what are your thoughts on the on the shot? What are your thoughts on the <laughs> vaccine? On the vaccine, I don't know what to think right now. Honestly, um, I I don't particularly care for it for my kids. Even the ones that I mean, well, they haven't approved. They haven't approved one yet under sixteen. Sixteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the others, um, you know, I I don't know. I feel like they're young enough and strong enough, and not. I look at it from a percentage standpoint, and you're telling me this vaccine is going to increase my chances from ninety nine point seven percent to ninety nine point eight five percent, and it just doesn't seem like enough of a marginal increase to warrant. Who knows what these mRNA vaccines are going to do over the course of the long haul. I've been seeing stories and I've got friends who apparently there's two rounds. Okay. Yeah. The second round knocks you on your ass. Typically. I'm very worried about people like my mother who is in, she's waiting any day to get the call to come in and get it. Right. She's 75, not the best immune system. And I think it's going to knock her on her ass and I'm concerned about it. I think, um, I think Hank there's, Aaron had it. There's genuine concern about Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron seemed to be fairly fit yeah. when he got it, and two weeks later, boom. I don't know. I follow the stuff in Israel where they are, they've got a high percentage of vaccinations, and their cases continue to just rip through the population. Mm. I don't know, man. It's tough. Uh, <laughs> I know this, the disruption to society uh, with everything that goes with it, including your livelihood, my livelihood, everyone's school you've got school-age kids johnny you've got school-age kids my kids are luckily through but man i can imagine the anger that's building yeah i have a sophomore i'm sorry a freshman and a senior you know luckily for us they're self-sufficient but how old are yours uh 14 10 and 10 10 year old staring into a zoom screen for eight hours a day these poor kids that's not education right listen my oldest and zabe knows Sparky, his name's Carson, and, yeah. and he uh, he's he's had a tough year, man, mentally. And, yes. and we've decided to we pulled him out. You did just last week. We okay. pulled him out of school. We're gonna do. We're gonna get him ready for high school. He's getting ready to go into high school. And these Zoom these Zoom classes, seven classes, and each of them might use a different platform. Yeah. One's Google Docs, one's Zoom, and, and oh, Zoom God. Cloud, and and. They're overwhelmed. Yeah. And thank God Carson's got, you know, baseball strength conditioning like once a week where he can even interact with other yeah. kids. Otherwise, it's all yeah. sheltered yeah. from everybody. Yeah. There has to be a balance. So anyway. There has to. And I'm concerned this is the new norm. Like oh, next God. year we're going to get a strain of the flu and they're going to say, let's shut everything down for three weeks yeah. and get past the flu oh. or something. <laughs> you know? Hopefully not. Uh, that's when you're going to have to flee to a state that has more enlightened leadership. <clears throat> Florida. Yeah. Yes. God bless DeSantis, who said, we are never doing these lockdowns again. 
This is the most depressing podcast I've ever done. We're going to switch it up right now. <laughs> we're talking about, you're talking about the Redskins. <laughs> All right, let's let's pick it up. Good point. <laughs> Ricky Bobby versus Happy Gilmore. Go. Better movie. Go. Ricky Bobby. That's why this way I have uh, two deer mounts um, on the walls in my living room. One's Ricky and one's Bobby. Shut up. Yep. That's great. Johnny? Same. Happy Gilmore or Talladega Nights? I love Talladega Nights, and I don't like corny golf movies other than Caddyshack. Because you're such a golf snob. I, I love Caddyshack. <laughs> yeah, true, but you know, <laughs> I, they're both great <sighs> movies. They're within one click of each other. Oh. I still think Talladega Nights is up there atop the pantheon. Well, plus Talladega Nights is a true story, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Here we go. What's the best scene from Talladega Nights? Is it the sweet baby Jesus grace yeah. scene? It's, it's by far. It's or the grace. broken arm is with the <laughs> French driver or whatever. Yes. Or that's, that's uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ali G. Sasha. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what about uh, his old man putting the two pounds of Colombian Bam Bam underneath the <laughs> car with the, <laughs> with the cougar in the back? I yeah. love it. That sweet eating machine is going to do what God told it to do. Yeah. <laughs> you got to learn to process the fear. See? It's much better. It really, it really is good on so many fronts, but Happy Gilbert was good. I mean, the fight with Bob Barker. That was good. Come on. That was Price true. is wrong. Bitch. <laughs> and and jackass. Maybe I'm being too hard because if I went home right now, if it was on, I would I would watch it. Yeah, they would both be rabbit holes you're gonna fall into. Okay, yeah, I would watch it. All right, let's end on this Buffalo Wings 101. Johnny, you're a connoisseur. <laughs> you're talking my language. He's an all flats guy. Yeah, and uh, wants a bill introduced in Congress that allows every American to order all flats for no extra upcharge, no matter where wings are served. You just took the words out of my mouth. I would How do we get that bill? <laughs> How do we get that introduced? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be focusing on that kind of stuff right now. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't care if they're baked, fried, uh, breaded or not breaded. Don't give me a slimy wing. I okay. want crispy. Got it. I want all flats. I'll do dry rub. I'll do wet sauce. But is there any flavor you won't eat? You're like meh. Yeah, I don't like the sweeter stuff. I don't yeah, like. I don't How about straight barbecue? I don't. I just don't dig it. How about plain buffalo wings? You ever have those? I love plain what? crispy buffalo wings and dip them dip. into my sauce. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. What about you, Feldfather? I'm the same way. I like the plain, and you get the different dips. Okay. You know. Yeah. So you, you know, could go. You could. I'll dip tell you the one. Or, yeah. You know, I'll tell you the one kind of wings that I do not care for at all. Smoked. I love smoked. I hate the smoke. Don't want the smoke. Don't the need smoked, the smoke. The smoked are too slimy for yeah. me. Usually. Well, and you, you got to be crispy. A lot of the good places will finish them off on a grill. Okay. At my house. Yeah. My <laughs> wife is with you guys. My wife doesn't like any smoked meat at all. Yeah, neither do I. <clears throat> now, our boy Kyle, he's a t- awful Raven fan. Raven Dirty fan. bird crow. His first date with our our friend Luann. Luann, yeah. Th- they met me out so I could give Kyle my approval. And I was at Buffalo Wild Wings with my nephew. Did he ask for your approval of his new girlfriend? I swear to God. He did not, did he? Yeah. And I gave him thumbs up. She's the best. She's great. But what if you had said, nah, I don't feel it? Would you have had the balls to say, nah, keep her moving? He had already gone through six girls that I shot down. Really? Yeah, but these girls didn't have any class. They're all swipe lefts? Yes. Okay. So, but you got to hear the story. Or right. I forget which direction is so, good or bad. I'm a so married Zabe, man. Yeah. So, Zabe, that night, I had just dusted off two dozen mango habaneros Ooh, at Buffalo Wild Wings. Those are good. And I soiled my pants on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since I, every time I eat that flavor, I'm like, oh. And my wife goes, Mango habanero. Mango habanero. <laughs> but you can't quit it. Can't quit it. <laughs> it's, you're it's you're like Brokeback Mountain. I can't quit you, Mango Hob. <laughs> Still got to have it. Uh, <laughs> it. You know, Buffalo Wild Wings gets kind of maligned because it yeah. is kind of the McDonald's of yeah. wings. What about Wingstop? Because I love I do, too. Wingstop. Never been to Wingstop. I, I like it. How come we're not there right now? <laughs> they don't have one this far out. Say, we should open out. a franchise. I know a guy, General Joe. You've met him. Yeah. That owns a Wingstop, but it's in – it's yeah, it owns two of them. It, but it's all the way down in uh, Centerville, so it's not close to here. 
Yeah. We need one out here for sure. Absolutely. I want to have one near where I live. I, I just people. I want that, one in my house. Yeah, <laughs> in my basement. It's a Sunday during football season, and there's nowhere to go to carry out some wings. Well, that's what Wingstop is. It's all basically all carry out. There's yeah. very little restaurant to it, but they have also the fried corn, deep fried oh, corn yeah. on the cob, which is unbelievable. That's actually low this fat. You veggie man over there with this. Not a veggie. Corn. It's a starch. It's not even healthy. <laughs> that's please. <like> candy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> candy corn. Yeah. So I and 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 Rhodesy will make his own wings, and they're good. I just can't ever make wings that come close to tasting as good as the stuff commercially. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. The, the meat doesn't taste as good, the stuff I buy at the grocery store, no matter what I do to it. You're getting fresh chicken wings? Or frozen? frozen. Nope. That's the deal? Well, because they inject those with a solution, and then when you cook them, they shrink. Oh. So I get fresh wings. I cut them the flat in the, in the leg. Where do you get the fresh? Grocery store. Okay. Um. I'll show you. We'll how do, do you it know they're other one night? How do you okay. know they're fresh? Well, as fresh as they're telling to, me they are. Do, I was going to say, <laughs> do you have frozen. to ask for them? Don't you think they are frozen somewhere along the line? Yeah. From the poultry place to okay. No, but I'm saying these are these are uncooked chicken wings right. that are that are in the chicken section. Got it. And then uh, during the playoffs that you did turn me down on. Um, oh Jesus! I had guys gushing over these, and I just baked them. I was recovering from COVID. But Did you really sauce, want me to come over there and infect you guys? Well, I'm dead after this night anyway. And you, you, guys, <laughs> but you live an hour away, too. Sauce. I'll let you guys try it. Butter. You got to heat it now. Butter, sriracha, soy sauce, honey. Mm. Let it come to a little bit of a boil so the honey will give it a, a coating on the wings. What's the name of that sauce? Uh, Rosie sauce. Butter, soy sriracha? Yeah. Well, butter, soy, sriracha, and honey. honey. Yep. This would have been a much better discussion if you'd have brought some for it. That's true. You know, I mean, honey butt soy sriracha. That's the sauce. The honey butt soy sriracha. <laughs> I love sauce. it. Or we got to work on that. What listeners, would Bobby listeners. Call it? Yeah. <laughs> He'd call it the winning sauce. <laughs> winning, winning, <laughs> winning. Number the greatest one. Sauce that ever lived. Right. I, look, I'm not gonna lie. This sauce is number one. <laughs> it dominates. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's go have some wings, shall we? Yes. Thank Sounds you for coming good. into the van. Thank you, uh, Feltfather, for showing us that sweet piece of memorabilia. And uh, let's hope. The Wolf figure out a quarterback for Good next to meet year. Good father. All right. Yeah, Enjoyed it. Absolutely. We will end on this today. China introduces anal swabs for COVID tests. Are you fucking kidding me? No, it's a real thing. We think. It could be just a psyops, a psychological operation in which they say oh no we're doing this now the anal swabs are much more accurate of course you don't have a choice in china and this could be yet another thing that china is trying to export to the rest of the western world and that we should be if we had any fucking brains resisting with all our might instead the sheep are just going along with way too many things But yeah, China says they're now doing anal swabs for the most accurate COVID tests. There was a report that the Department of Transportation is thinking about the idea of required COVID testing to travel domestically in the U.S. Good fucking luck with that. You want to really kill the airline industry? That'll do it right there. Do you know how many people will say, now, you know what? I don't need to travel. If I need to go to Charlotte to go see somebody, do some business, whatever, and I'm afraid that I'll pop a false positive and we'll be stuck in Charlotte, no offense, Charlotte, and can't get back to Chicago until I test negative and who knows how long that will be, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. There's already enough apprehension for people going on uh, our Mexico trip because they're going to have to test negative coming out of Mexico unless you've had COVID within 90 days and you've got a note from your doctor, which I do, so that's good. That that's affecting things, but that's for international leisure travel. You can't do that domestically, but back to the anal swabs. Can you imagine requiring anal swabs for COVID in America? No, that'll never happen. Oh, really? What's happened so far? Did you ever think you'd see 
what's happened so far. Which brings me to this final point. I saw a tweet from somebody who goes by Blue Jacket Bay, B-A-E, at Macy C-B-J. <clears throat> and uh, being a Bay, B-A-E, sounds like it's a woman. Can a guy be a Bay, B-A-E? I guess a girl can call her man, hey, Bay, B-A-E, but whatever. I'm going to assume it's a she. In her, in her Twitter profile, or this person's Twitter profile, all of 54 followers, not that followers is the measure of a man or a woman, describes themselves describes himself as obsessed Columbus Blue Jacket follower. I get paid to coach and cheer Springfield sufferer. <clears throat> she writes to say, Zabe, you're becoming insufferable to listen to on your podcast. Today, I just wanted to hear about your take on the Packers game, and instead I had to sit through you bellowing about bellowing about COVID restrictions and thinly veiled political commentary. I love you for your sports talk, but almost every podcast you do lately has to take a turn into your political leanings. You're a wonderful moderating voice when discussing sports, and I understand that things like COVID can be very much intertwined in the larger picture. Oh, it is. You say there are three beer or more conversations on these things and acknowledge how they need to include but whatabouts in in order for them to be effective and such, and yet you continue to have them. It's as if you can't help yourself. You're right. I can't help myself because here's the problem. This is my true platform that I own. And while I don't think I'm going to change any minds per se, I feel like the old axiom or the old saying of the only thing necessary for evil to prevail is for good men to do or say nothing. I feel like as these things keep rolling past us all, I feel like I have to say something in this forum. Now, granted, I took Blue Jacket Bay's criticism constructively, and I realized, okay, I got to put all this stuff at the back end. So if you don't want this stuff, and there's a lot of people that do want this stuff that are, I mean, I probably have 10 to one people going, don't stop, Zabe. You're the voice of reason. You give me heart thinking that you too are seeing this bullshit and saying, when is it ever going to end? I'm going to put it in the back of the store. It's going to be like the the porn section, the adult magazines at a bookstore that once upon a time where you had to go past a curtain and there was somebody at a counter going, hey, hey, kid, get out of there. I'll put it back here. And that way, when it comes, you're like, okay, I'm done with a portion of Zabe that I want, and now I'll just leave this other shit behind. So yeah, Blue Jacket Bay, um, there you go. I'll put it in the back of the store, but I, I just can't leave it. Some of these things are just, and I have a whole page of things of COVID roundup stories that are just, it's just amazing. School closings, trying to get them open again, demands of union teachers. Uh, the latest from Fauci, two masks, three masks, uh, travel bans. What Ireland is doing is beyond insane. Uh, Ohio put out these stupid, silly metrics that have no basis in any kind of science there. Uh, the Miami Heat are going to use coronavirus-sniffing dogs, apparently, to allow some fans back in the arena. Um, uh, the UK is crazy. Uh, somebody tweeted, I voted Boris, I expected Churchill, and I got Stalin. <laughs> and uh, And it goes on and on. So, I don't know. I'll try to balance it. I'll try to keep it to only the most essential things to say, hey, holy fuck, did you see this? Kind of like with the Chinese anal swabs. Imagine if a school district says, well, the only way you can, your kid can go back to school next fall is to get a Chinese COVID anal swab test before returning to school. What then? Oh, it'll never come to that, Zabe. Stop being ridiculous. Oh, I'm ridiculous. Is that so? That's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for downloading and being part of the Zabecast Nation. If you would like to subscribe and help donate a measly $5 a month for this content, I do appreciate it. You get Fridays included as well, and we try to give you a higher cut of meat on Fridays, even though sometimes... 
the shows, the free shows, Monday through Thursday, are really, really good. Better than Fridays, believe it or not. But I try. I try to deliver extra on Fridays. Just know that every subscriber helps support the overall effort, helps keep me motivated, energized, and most importantly, it allows for free speech like what you hear here and other places and other content providers on YouTube and on Patreon and on podcasts and everything else. Unfortunately, this is going to have to be the way of the future as people keep getting canceled left and right and the big corporations run scared. I know, it sucks. I pay for content, you pay for content, and I appreciate everybody who does. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you tomorrow. All right, the divisions have been decided. Champions are about to be crowned and legends born like Taylor Heineke. But what about you? What's in it for you? I know it's your time to win in the NFL playoffs. You've waited and watched all year. Maybe your team had a good season. Maybe your team had a bad season. How about you have a winning season in January? My bookie, the industry's leading online sports book and casino, and it's not Hard to understand why. Thousands of lines to bet on your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college basketball. Check, check, check. MMA, soccer. Check, check. They've got all the latest odds, period. Take advantage of my bookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, basket, touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Just use promo code ZABE when you make your first deposit. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. Whether you're at home or on the go, your laptop or on the phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid on the games you knew were going to end up the way they did. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie.